This episode of Humans of Stubbins Point is brought to you by Slimy Pete's Point Style Pretzel Stand. Hello there! My name is Slimy Pete, the proprietor of Slimy Pete's Point Style Pretzel Stand. Whether you are a native or a first-time island visitor, everyone agrees that Slimy Pete's is the pretzel proprietor of choice. April showers bring May flower, and our flower is so gooey you'll have to take a shower. (laughs) But whatever you do, do not go to Jim Jim's gymnasium and pretzel stand. His pretzels are particularly processed and not fit for peasants of a fiefdom. So scoot your tooch to Slimy Pete's today. Down by the ferry dock. Hello and happy Friday. Thank you for tuning in to Humans of Stubbins Point. I am your host, Hunter Radabaugh, and we are coming to you live from the Howard J. Flubbins Memorial School of Broadcasting here at Stubbins Point University on Stubbins Point Island, Delaware. Joining me as always is... My name is Spencer Wentworth. And... Hey, I'm Kim. Oh, hey, Ophelia. Hey, what's going on? Oh, Ophelia pretty attentive today huh yeah no it's it's kind of i don't know if it's good or bad but ophelia has taken to really living on my person living on your person as in she doesn't physically separate from you yeah she likes to be on my shoulders sometimes she swings from my knees so she's getting pretty attached i mean was that a pun yes she is attached to me no i mean i i think that you know she's just starting to feel like we are uh we are a team which i'm excited about well, that's good. Uh, how's your week been, Spencer? Well, it's fine. I had a very emotional week last week. Uh, Terry was quite mean to me. Yeah, you uh, thought you were never going to see your family again for I the rest of your life. legitimately thought I was never going to see my family again for the rest of my life. And so I did what any person would do in that situation, and I binged watch all nine seasons of The Office. How did you have time to do that? You're a quadruple major. Yeah, what? I started at 1 a.m. on the Saturday night, and I went until Sunday at 5 p.m. I watched it on uh, 2.5 speed, so that uh, each episode goes two and a half times as fast as the usual dialogue. Uh, Speaking of family, I actually met Stacy's parents this past week. It's a big step. Yeah, uh, they're very intimidating. Her father is a corporate high-powered defense attorney, and her mom is a UFC fighter. Wow. Yeah. Now, when you say that she's high-powered, do you mean that she's a robot? Uh, I said her dad was high-powered. That's what I meant, yeah. uh, I don't believe he is a robot, no, because he contributed genetic material that created my girlfriend. That was a weird way to describe that. Did they do any of that, like... uh you know, like, if you ever hurt my daughter, I'm going to body slam you or I'm going to no. sue you. No, they didn't. But uh, I got the vibe regardless. But they were, they were very sweet. They were very lovely people. But they're just, 
they're very intelligent and they're very confident and very intimidating. Hunter, when you marry Stacy and I'm giving your Whoa, best man hold speech, on. What? I want you to know that I'm sure her dad is going to be thinking, you know what? Hunter is equally intelligent and witty like I am. All right, Spencer, you take a breather and calm down while I introduce our guest. I'm very excited. We have an awesome guest in studio this week. Yeah. Yeah. So please help me introduce the local librarian and head of the Stubbins Point Historical Society. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, fellas. Hi, my name's Connie Dashington. And yes, as you said, I'm the head of the Stebbins Point Historical Society, also yeah. running the library as well. Yay. Connie, oh, you are my hero. Oh, well, that's really sweet. Thanks, Cam. Oh, I can't, I can't say it enough. I'm so excited to, to, to have you here and see you here. Well, I'm excited to be here. I think learning about Stubbins Point and its history is, is very important for us all, you know? Yeah, Cam, you getting your master's in Stubbins Point history, I imagine that you're pretty familiar with Connie and her work. I mean, it, it's it's just, it's so, it's so moving to know that, I mean, Connie, you, you do this because you care about it. It's what you want to do. I mean, I've lived this history and I want to share it. it. It's just inside of you. You didn't even have to go to school. No, um, I had a pretty uh, comprehensive uh Studying through my family growing up, we had to read all of the all of the archives, all of the histories. But but Cam and I know each other from way back because he was in the library every day as a little as a little guy reading all the Stubbins Point history books. Well, I couldn't help myself. Cam, I genuinely can't picture you as a child. Oh, he was adorable. He had this kind of husky, low beard. Um, did he always have a beard? He did have a kind of a shadow that could be a, perceived as a beard, but, he, but his voice has not changed a bit. Imagine imagine little, tiny little eight-year-old Cammy with sounding that, like that. With gruff voice? That yeah. gruff sailor voice? Yeah. Horrifyingly adorable. Yeah, that is unnerving. So, Connie, you said that you had to read as a child all of the archives because of your family. Why don't you elaborate on that? Why did you have to read the archives? Little known history, except for Cammie and I. Mm. Um, the Doshingtons, that's my family, D-A-U-S-H-I-N-T-O-N-S, Doshingtons. Sorry, thinking... Oh, Thinking no, about my we family can't, we can't, emotional. No, we can't have another guest cry. I'm sorry. I said That's I wouldn't right. cry we'll, don't every cry. time. Don't, don't cry. cry. Don't we'll, cry. Sh- 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 we'll, lose, we'll lose the show. You know what? So every- you said you come from a very old family. Yes. I noticed that you do have nine fingers, so you must be a very traditional Stubbins Point family. That is right. That is right. On my 19th birthday, I had my, my pinky... Bitten off and, by the local Connie, lemur. Don't worry, we're not going to ask you how many birthdays ago that was. <laughs> oh, Cammy, you are too sweet. Well, these boys, they asked me how old I was on the first episode, and I was like, excuse me? Well, no, you know, I'm, I'm just so connected to this town that every time I talk about it, I start crying, which is really inconvenient since I am oh. head of the Historical Society and find myself talking about it quite often. Well, in that case, cry away. Okay, so you said you were from one of the oldest families. Are you uh, from... Uh, the family as old as the Studebakers or the Flubbins family that helped uh, kind of found the local town government? Well, yeah. So so the Studebakers and the Flubbins, as we know, helped found the town. But the Doshingtons actually were, um, were there as well. And maybe not as prominent, but definitely, definitely in the picture there. 
Um, as you all know, we are a whale farming community. We were kind of the laborers on the farms. You know, we weren't really running the show. But I like, we did I like to call the them the doers. The doers. Cam, that's beautiful. Well, you that's know. lovely. Thank you. Yeah. And it's my understanding that you authored most of the placards that are around Stubbins Point downtown, uh, specifically the most famous being next to the statue of Ronald McDonald Doshington yes. uh, in Town Square. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about him. He must be a relative, right? Yeah, I he appreciate. I, I, I especially appreciate. Sorry for jumping in, but no, you're fine. I, I I appreciate the incredibly flowery and uh, and and multisyllabic language that you use to describe all of those people uh, on those uh, plaques. Yes, you know, uh, traditionally they are they are concise. You know, just giving a, a kind of quick blurb. Um, which actually made them quite expensive because they are made from bronze and had to be um, made specially, which is why they're all about three feet long. Right, right. Well, and everybody knows. Filled top to bottom with text. Yeah, and the only place to get bronze on uh, Stubbins Point Island uh, is actually off the the shelf and about... uh, about 300 yards down. That is true, yeah. yes. Some some more of the doers, to use your language, yeah, go yeah. F- get the bronze there. Off yeah. the shelf? Yeah, we call them the, the, the sea miners, the mar miners. Yeah, they have to go down there and get the metal. Off of a shelf? Yeah, the, the ocean shelf. Oh, the ocean shelf. I thought you just meant a shelf somewhere. <laughs> that would be silly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Ronald McDonald Washington, yes, was was a folklore hero of uh, Stubbins Point, if you will. He um, actually freed all the whales. Mm, excuse me, I'm getting emotional. Freed all of the whales. Freed all of the whales, and so... That's a big Mac. Yeah. It was a big, big task. It was, it was. Yeah. Um, he actually was uh, uh, scorned and banished for that since we were a whale farming community. Yeah, I bet after he freed all those whales, all those whales were like, I'm loving it, just, you know, having ba-da, all that ba-da, freedom. Ba-da. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and you know that was before. I mean, now my whale farm is is very welcoming, mm. and there are no there are no walls or nets. The whales come and go as they please. So, Connie, uh, your work with the Stubbins Point uh, Historical Society, I understand that it is uh, a pretty important mm. position year round. So, I imagine you're involved in all of the various uh, community events, Squander's Day, the March March. Absolutely. Uh, what's on the docket for the Stubbins Point community? What can we expect in terms of celebrations coming up? Well, as you know, we just finished the March March, which was a resounding success. Oh, yeah. Still cleaning up from that. Um, but coming up in April, actually, is um, we celebrate May Day early here. Yeah. And Stubbins Point, as we all know. Oh, an early May Day? We have a traditional May Day. We have a May Pole, but we celebrate it in April. Oh, a May Pole? What is a May Pole? Have you never heard of a May Pole? I've heard of a maple, but I've never heard of a May Pole. Oh, Cammy, honey, do you want to take this one? Sure, sure. Well, uh, a May Pole is, uh, it's actually, see, you were, you were close because we take a maple tree, but we actually shave it down so that it's in the form of a pole. And we place it in the center of town, uh, and then all the children uh, they they actually get face paint and they get brightly colored to celebrate the uh, the flowers uh, and uh, of the season. And then they take uh, they take whale tendons and they run around. They attach it to the top, and then they run around the pole to wrap the pole in whale tendons. A bunch of painted children wrap a maple pole in whale tendons to celebrate May in April. Well, you see, I don't know if you know, but. Uh 
the traditional calendar um, of Stubbins Point is not a traditional Judeo-Christian calendar. So, Oh, I'm aware. So we... We celebrate May in April because it is technically where it aligns with the calendar that we know today. Oh, okay. Yes, but we still call it May Day. It's kind of like when maple syrup gets mixed with a breakfast sandwich, like a McGriddle from the American chain store McDonald's. Is that a good analogy? I'm not familiar with the chain store McDonald's, but oh really? Those those foods seem to go very well together. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed there's not any McDonald's on Stubbins Point Island. It's I've a very set too. Yeah, it's a very ubiquitous thing on the mainland. There are many many restaurants called McDonald's. Well, we've got we've got uh, McDonald's, the Cheesemonger Cheese Shop. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Have you well, never been there? Uh, I haven't been there because I guess he recently went to prison. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I didn't hear that. That's such a bummer. Yeah, well, he, you know, everybody expected it because, um, you know, the Johnny, his old partner, his old partner, they owned the bar together, uh, got out of prison. And we all knew, we all knew that when Johnny McRib came back, he was going to do something about it. There's some bad blood there. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm mostly disappointed because I really liked their quarter pounders where you could get a pound of cheese for one quarter. Yeah. That was one of their better deals. Speaking of uh, bad blood, it's uh, boxing season here in Stubbins Point, And I believe Spencer actually has some campus athletic updates for us. So with that said, we're going to go into Spencer's Sports Corner. Welcome to another edition of Spencer's Sports Corner with your host, Spencer Wentworth. As Hunter mentioned, it is boxing season here on Stubbins Point. This season, SPU has one eligible boxer, Floyd April Climate. As the sole fighter for the Fighting Turquoise Stubbs, Floyd competed in every weight class in the bout with New Jersey Community Tech. After winning the 120-pound match, April Climate was knocked out for the following eight matches. Technically, he was knocked out in the second match, and then the ref just kept counting. Floyd better get some ice with that punch. Get it? Because he's a a boxer, and he must be pretty sore. In other sporting news, March Madness is underway, when 65 teams compete in a giant three-legged race tournament. We are down to our final four teams, with the favorites to win it all this year being the Tar Heels, the team that attached their heels together with hot tar. One team will walk away as the champions, while the other teams will limp away with literal stub legs. Because we cut their legs off. (laughs) It's madness! And thank you, Spencer, for those athletic updates. You are most welcome. If you're just joining us now, we're with Connie Doshington, head of Stubbins Point's Historical Society and the local librarian. We focused a little bit on the historical society, but why don't you tell us about your work with the Stubbins Point Community Library? Absolutely, yes. We've got a lot of programs going on, trying to get um, kids back to reading, you know, mm-hmm. with all the with all the new technology out mm-hmm. these days. I couldn't agree more, Connie. As we someone got... who visits the library three times a day, I very much value the importance yeah. of physical books. That's right. You know, when yeah. we got the three pay phones in the... In the the centers where uh, kids just didn't want to read anymore, you know. Yeah, they're just on the payphones all day, all the time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know what's the worst? Podcasts. Kim, I'm not. I'm not familiar with that. Pods are groups of whales. Is that? That's what I thought. 
Turns out people just listen to these things. Yeah, you're, you're both on a podcast right now. So, I understand that the community summer reading program is highly experimental and a little bit controversial. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely, yes. Um, so, we are trying to implement um, words or books with no words. Books with no words. Yeah, so they're picture books. Okay. Um, but picture books, not just for kids anymore. So Adult picture books. Adult picture books. Like, like porn? <laughs> what? Hunter. No, that like you never had your grandpa like, oh, those are my grown-up picture books. Hunter, I want to remind you that your RA is in the room, so yeah. let's let's watch. Porn's it. not banned no. in the dorms, Hunter. More like frescoes and art and architecture, but people don't like to read the little blurbs in the side. So we're like, let's ease them in with pictures, and then we'll throw words in there eventually to yeah. get and I like get it. kids back into books. I don't like everyone just looking at me like I'm some sort of pervert right now. No, adult picture books clearly sounds like porn. So moving on, Connie, I love that uh, when the kids are reading the picture books. I know that you haven't put the uh, the captions in yet. I love that you walk around and just kind of declare what those captions would be to get them. You know, sort of like a it's like a halfway house, if you will, of reading. Absolutely, and we encourage the kids to just shout out what they think should be on those pages as well. What's the darndest thing you've heard a child say in the library? Oh, huh. Maybe the darndest thing was, well, look at that. You know, <laughs> there was uh, a, there was no real information yeah. offered, but they're trying. Yeah. Uh, so what darn. would you say to uh, what would you say to critics of the program then? Well, you know, there have been some people who said they're not reading, Connie. Um, and to that, I say, aren't they? Got them. So, Connie, I would ask you because I love I love all the programs you do. I love everything you do. Uh, but would you consider maybe in stating the program that I entered myself into when I was eight, which was uh, in the basement of the library creating a wall of books that uh, prevented me from leaving, and I had to read my way through a hole. You're asking if she would imprison children in the library until they read? I didn't say any of those words. Hunter, honey, getting a bit dark. It was an escape. I'm getting dark. Hunter, you were talking about P-O-R-N earlier. That's not dark. That's just depraved. You jumped and you said that Ophelia just jumped like three feet off and now she's on my head. Maybe you could take a selfie? What's that? Imagine if a payphone had a camera and then you take a picture of yourself holding the payphone camera. That was a weird thing to imagine. So the 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 basement reading room, it, it was kind of like an escape room, you know, those those newfangled things that the kids do where you have to read a book until you get to the next room. And it was kind of a level up system. Yeah, it's gamification. That's like when I grew up, we had Book It. It was a uh, program where you read a certain number of books and then you get pizzas mm-hmm. from Pizza Hut. Hunter, oh, did you lovely. participate in Book It? Oh, absolutely. I don't know a kid that didn't. Mm. Maybe maybe we should implement that Implement that at our library. Yeah. It sounds very athletic. Sounds fun. Although I noticed that Stubbins Point doesn't have any pizza huts either. So Well, it could be uh, pretzels. Yeah. We, have, pizzas. we have Pizza Hat, though. Yeah, but Pizza Hat is just a clothing chain. Yeah. So would we give the kids free clothes? Well, hold on. It's, it's a clothing chain unless you know how to order off the menu. So Connie... Now I've uh, 
I've heard a lot about the library, and from what I understand, uh, it's one of the oldest buildings on the island. It's, uh, you know, roughly three or four hundred years old. Absolutely. Yeah, and what would you say, I've heard it's haunted. Have you oh. experienced any sort of paranormal activity in the building? You know, there there's always funny things going on. I don't know if I would say haunted. Doors slam every now and then. Oh. Howling, wind. Candles will go out at random points and times, but I wouldn't wow. say haunted. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't changed. Those all sound very, very similar to a haunting. Does it? Or a window might be open. You know what? It could be that. It yeah. could be that. Because there is a lot of howling out just on the street generally in Stubbins Point. Mm. Of course. You know what is haunted? The fourth floor of the Howard J. Flubbins Memorial School of Broadcasting. Yeah, something's going on down there. Yeah. I'm starting to think it's not decorated for Halloween. It just looks like that. Yeah. Do you know what I saw the other day walking by? What'd you see? A foot. So we're almost out of time, but I want to thank Connie Doshington for joining us today. Yeah. It's been so much fun, guys. Thanks. Cammy. always good to see you. Cammy, Can I call you Cammy from now on? No. Okay. So, Spencer, did we get any emails this week? You know, Hunter, we did not get any emails this week, but I want to take this opportunity to remind our listeners that very, very real people from the mainland can email the very real email address, stubbinspointradio at gmail.com. That's stubbinspointradio, S-T-U-B-B-I-N-S-P-O-I-N-T-R-A-D-I-O at G-M-A-I-L-D, G-M-A-I-L. Sound it out. Dot. C-O-M. Sounds like someone needs the summer reading program. Okay, okay. The halfway house. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the summer reading program, Connie, do you have any of those uh, adult picture books with you? I do. I do. I brought one with me. And if you guys will all indulge me, I was thinking maybe we could read a few pages together. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Oh, this is going to be great for radio. Here's the first one. And I'll read the first page, which to remind our listeners, there are no words on here, but this is... This is what we're experimenting with, okay? I'll read the first page, and then everyone else can go around and read their own page, right? So this one, first of all, there's a boat on it. Kind of looks like the Lady Teapot. It does look very much like the Lady Teapot. And so I would say that this page says, toot toot, look out, everyone. (laughs) I would say this page says, my name's Terry, and I live in the Lady Teapot, and I don't like Spencer. That was a bold choice. Uh, So... The listeners can't see, but she just turned the page, and it is a very, very gruesome picture of a whale being melon-balled alive, uh, and it's making me very uncomfortable, actually. I would say this page says, free the whales, oh, Ronald McDonald Doshington. All right, I'm going to do the same one. Uh, I believe that what it says is, hooray, industry. <laughs> This episode of Humans of Stubbins Point was recorded and improvised in Chicago, Illinois. Spencer was portrayed by Ian Goldsmith. Cam was portrayed by Ben Rackle. Hunter was portrayed by Zane Rarick. Connie Doshington was portrayed by special guest Cass Maher. Produced and edited by Zane Rarick. Like Humans of Stubbins Point on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Stubbins Point Radio, and you can email the show at stubbinspointradio at gmail.com. 